What's up, warriors? Coach Tara Joy here. So before we dive into this really good episode with Christina, I wanted to give you guys a quick little update about my butterfly gang. So if you're new, welcome. If you're a returning thyroid warrior, thank you so much for being here. And this butterfly gang is something truly special. And let me tell you why. So what is the number one problem that all of us thyroid warriors or chronic illness sufferers deal with? No, it's not inability to lose weight or brain fog. Cause yes, we deal with all those is actually loneliness. It's not having anyone to talk to in your life that really understands what you're going through. And trust me, I get it because that's where I used to be. And honestly, that's why I started this podcast because I wanted to be able to speak about the things that we can't speak about and have warriors come on and share their stories with other warriors to combat the loneliness and isolation that we all feel. So I took it another step forward and I built my community. My community is my home. I love it so much, you guys. It's beautiful. There's amazing women in it. And most importantly, I'm dropping some incredible classes that you guys need to come and be a part of. So in my Butterfly Gang, you get obviously the group and community aspect of it. You're going to get two live Zoom lessons from me a month. You're going to have homework. You're going to have things you can do to help and support yourself now. You're going to have resources and access to places that I only send my clients on things that they can buy, do, start, begin, change, and up-level so that they can start to reverse their thyroid situation and feel better. But let's talk about the live Zooms every month. So here we are in the middle of March. Holy crap, this year is already going by so fast. And I've already filmed four. I'm like, let me look. I've already filmed so I have what's called the video vault in my, I'm literally looking at it. You can hear me clicking around. I have the welcome video one, welcome video two. These are important because they explain why I had to start this community, what it's for, what you're going to get, and just all the fabulousness of my gang. And then February, I covered thyroid, just basic thyroid function 101, because honestly, like there's a lot of people that don't even know truly what the thyroid or the endocrine system is and what is like encompassed with what's going on in their body. Then I cover thyroid malfunction 101, which is truly what we all need to know. Like, why is my thyroid malfunctioning and what can I do about it? And then last week, March, I just started, and this is so exciting. I started the first five of the 10 root causes of thyroid illness. This lesson set the premise for the entire year and everything that I'm going to be focusing on the rest of this year, which is so rad. So next week, I'm going to finish out the second five of the 10 root causes of thyroid illness. And then April, I'm going to focus on number one 
root cause, root cause of thyroid illness. Number one, I'm going to give you a lesson, what it is. And then the second lesson, I'm going to give you information about what you can do to counter it, to help yourself with homework. And that is how the, the year, the rest of the year is going to go. So if you are looking for answers and you're one of those people that you're like, I need to know why this is happening. And then once you understand the why you're like, okay, now what can I do about it? Then you're my kind of girl because that's exactly how I am. And I love doers. I love my motivated warriors. So you, especially if you resonated with that, you need to join like yesterday. So I will go ahead and drop the link in the show notes for you guys to be able to access that. And just so you know, there is a seven day free trial. So you can come in, look around. And then after that, it's $40 a month. Super, super inexpensive, really accessible and starting next month. So I'm working on just a couple of like finishing up some things that I want to put out there. And then next month, I'm going to start figuring out how we can do group calls. And I, this is, I really want to hone in on bringing the community together and having us all on zoom together, introducing yourself to the other warriors. So you guys can make friends, you can follow each other in the group, you can DM each other directly, and you can have that. We can start forming that web, that worldwide web of sisterhood and your go-to people. So you can not feel alone anymore, right? So doesn't that sound amazing? It does to me, which is why I'm doing it. So I encourage you guys to join, join now while all of the juicy good stuff is starting to begin. And if you don't hear this, uh, for a few months from now, it's okay. That's why I have the video vault. You'll be able to come in and catch the replays, get caught up with us. And yes, I'm going to have you want, I'm going to want you to do all the homework because <laughs> that's where the changes like really start. Okay. It's not a bad thing. And, um, and yeah, come meet some sisters and uh, empower yourself with me. All right, without further ado, let's dive into this wonderful episode of Love, Life, Love, Loss, and Makeup with celebrity makeup artist Christina Flack. Let's give a big welcome to Christina Flack. Welcome, Christina. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me today. Yes, I'm good. Thank you for joining me and my online thyroid army. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was learning about you, I, by the way, I had a really good time diving into you and your life and everything you've been working on. And I'm so impressed. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Yeah. So I was looking around and I was just like, sheesh, she's had such a fun and fabulous career. So I want to give your work a shout out really fast. So Christina is a world renowned celebrity makeup artist with experience working with celebrity clientele like Renee Zellweger, Tucker Carlson, Rachel Roy, Tyler Florence, Bobby Flay, Dylan Glimmer, Gina Davis, the band Journey, and Lars Ulrich from Metallica. I was like, what? How fun. So you've also I worked. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I couldn't even imagine. So you've also worked with tons of top designers like 
Giorgio Armani, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Neiman Marcus, Bloomingdale's, and Saks Fifth Avenue. And as if that wasn't enough, you've been featured in practically every magazine that exists and on every media outlet as well. And wow. you, yeah, I'm like, what haven't you done? That's why I'm like, your career is like incredible. So you yeah. also created your own lip gloss called Pretty Girl Makeup. Super cute name. And I love the slogan, which is every girl is a pretty girl. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, can I come hang out with you for a day? Anytime. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> Seriously. So amazing. So with how much you have all the amazing people you've met, the, the amazing uh, reach you've created, my, of course, I think everyone's first thought that isn't, you know, super familiar with you is like, where did this begin? Like, how did you go down this path? So I'd like to just start at the beginning, if you don't mind. And like, tell me about how this all started. I started working on family and friends. Um, and it kind of segue from there. I did, um, you know, proms, weddings, and then photographer asked me to do a shoot. And then I started doing more shoots. And then I had enough, um, images to submit to get an agent and then that kind of was the game changer when I got signed with uh Ford artists uh and I'm back actually with Ford artists they're one of my I have three different agents but Ford is my home agency and I um got you know you just start doing one celebrity and then it leads to another tv show and or another fashion designer and you work really hard and um you know, say yes to everything. And then sometimes you say, you know, this morning I had a photo shoot at 6am, which meant I had to get up at 3.30. Sometimes you have to do things for your agent that you're tired, but you go do it because he asks a favor. So then next time something fabulous, like a Rita Moreno, People Magazine uh, shoot come up, then you get to do it. <laughs> so sometimes it's not always, I had a, a man from an elderly man that actually, he was the secretary, the secretary of the treasury um, in the Obama um, years. And so I went and he was on Bloomberg today. So I went and did his grooming for t TV. So it's always an adventure going somewhere interesting, meeting someone interesting. And it's, it's really great. I love it. I mean, what's not to love about that? I mean, I understand like getting up early and being tired and like working your freaking butt off, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an hardest day, but it was um, an early day. So, so it's, it just, it's a little hard when you have to wake up super early. I never seem to sleep well the night before a shoot, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of waking up every hour, even though you set an alarm. I, I don't I, you know, this is a kind of an odd fact of me. I am like an alarm clock. Like I can tell myself I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. or whatever time. And I will wake up literally at one minute before then. Like that's pretty incredible superhuman power you have. I, it is. A, that's my superpower. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, um, I'll give you some, uh, anxiety and sleep support after this. I'll hook you up with some help because <laughs> yes. I know those feelings, you know, when you're, when you're, kind of anxious and you know you have to get up and you have all these things to do it's like you know you can just kind of get wrapped up in almost your to-do list or a little bit of anxiety and then before you know it you can't sleep and then your day kind of is extra hard because now you're really tired on top of it yes. so I've been there many many times yeah yes. 
I got some things for that. <laughs> so um, reading through all of your other awesome work about you or information about you just personally, I noticed that you're a single mom and I really resonated with that. I mean, I don't know if you still are, but that's what it says. And I am as well. And I know the feeling of balancing children in their career. So how has that been for you? Well, I, my husband passed away five years ago. And so, but my kids have a dad, so I am a single mom, but not really my kids have a dad and my kids are grown up too. So me being, I shouldn't even say that I'm still, a, I mean, I am a single mom, but not like God. they weren't, they're grown, but my, my youngest is 16. So, um, I have one left of my five. Yeah. Still, yes. Who is still getting. Yeah, his dad just sent me a note. He has a golf tournament tomorrow morning. He has to be there like at uh, 7.30, which means get another early day. So that's the hardest part, I think, is the driving around and getting up early. I mean, I don't sleep in late, but just I like to sleep till 6.30 or 7. So waking up at 5 is a little mm -hmm. hard days in a row. I'm totally with you. I'm like one of those, I need my nine hours or else I'm going to be. Right? not sleep good. Is sleep is important. so freaking important to like every aspect of health, just being able to like 100%. collect your thoughts. Yeah. Like have the, that is the best beauty tip I can give and it's free. It's beauty sleep. They don't call it beauty sleep for a reason. It's that's a real, that's real. It's not a wise tale. Absolutely. I agree. Like when we don't sleep, what happens to us in the morning? We're all puffy right? We, and we everything don't. is magnified worse than it is. Like things aren't even that bad, but it just seems like it is when you're tired. True. True that. So yeah. mention of your husband passing is, you know, I don't really know anything about that, but I did notice that you raise funds for uh, sepsis. Is that yes. part of that? Yes. So I was married to Ken Flack. He was a professional tennis player, mm -hmm. former number one doubles player with his partner, Rob Seguso. And he got sick with bronchitis, which turned to pneumonia, which turned into sepsis. And so after he passed, the Sepsis Alliance contacted me and asked if I'd be willing to raise awareness for the signs of sepsis. And I thought that that would be um, a great idea to help honor him and to save other lives. That's really sad. I'm sorry to hear that. And um, so do you mind telling me a little bit more around that? What do you want to know <laughs> about the sepsis or? What, yeah, what do you just like, so you said he went from bronchitis to pneumonia mm -hmm. to sepsis. Sepsis. So sepsis is a, a infection of the blood mm -hmm. that attacks all your vital organs. So if you go to sepsis.org and scroll down, there's a little diagram that says time. And what that is, is T is for temperature. You can be incredibly hot or incredibly cold. I is for infection in some place in your body. Mm -hmm. M is for decline. They start kind of getting a little hard to rouse and, and they're not thinking quite as clearly. And E is for excruciating pain. You feel like you're dying because you are. There's a golden window that you can be treated with an IV antibiotic and you'll be saved. Um, but one of the things with sepsis, once you get sepsis, you're more inclined to get it again. So if you ever get those, you know, signs that you have any of those 
symptoms, you need to get to a hospital and get a, a you know, get an IV antibiotic or, and get test a blood test, which is very quick and, and they know. That's really interesting. I actually have never thought about this. I have, well, I haven't thought about this in a really long time. And then, um, no one has actually even talked to me about this ever, but I actually can, I know exactly what you're talking about because when I was married, my husband at the time, he, he ended up getting sick at work and I could tell it was like a cold turning bronchitis. And I was like, dude, you got to get to the doctors. Like you need to get some antibiotics. And he was like, no, I'm good. You know, one of those dudes that just wanted to like, um, I'm going to man through this, you know, and make it go away. And he's like, and at the time, like his work, he was running a shop by himself, himself as like the mechanic and the smog tech and, you know, manager, it was unfair, but he was like one man show for this guy. And that was part of the reason why he felt the pressure, like he couldn't go to the doctors. And then he, that weekend, he was like, and, oh, I am invited to go to the desert and it was the winter. So it was really cold. And I was like, whoa, dude, like you're already really sick. You sure you want to do that? And I was like, you're going to come home sicker. And sure enough, he didn't listen to me. He came home even sicker. And it was like another entire week went by. And I've never heard anyone coughing like that or looking like that. And he was just so, so sick. And finally, two weeks later, he was like, okay, you know, now it's to the point where like, we had to go to the ER. Right. So we go to the ER and, um, it was a terrible hospital and it took them like five hours to check us in. And as soon as they looked at him, they were like, holy freaking crap. Like both of his lungs were almost completely maxed out with fluid and he could have died. And it was the scariest thing I'd ever seen. This, you know, like lung team came in and just literally like barbarically jabbed a tube through his rib cage and into a a hose to drain it. And I was standing right there And he was awake. He wasn't sedated or anything. Oh my God. I know. And then all this brown fluid started going into this container. Excuse me. And they said it was pneumonia. So when you just said all of that, it was like, you just gave me flashbacks. And I honestly never connected the two of like, if we hadn't have intervened, like right then, he probably would have gone septic. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's the thing with the, with sepsis, like, you know how most of the time you have a cold and you think, oh, if I don't feel better tomorrow, I'll go to the doctor, yeah. but this is different. Um, it's a feeling that you don't normally, it's kind of like childbirth. You don't, it's a pain you don't know exists. It's not like the normal cold. And the problem is with sepsis, as you know, you don't have till tomorrow. If you have those signs or you're feeling like knowing your body, it's not your normal cold or flu get to the hospital. It's just better to be safe than sorry, because once it gets past this golden window of treating you, you know, your, your organs shut down. Mm-hmm. So to give you a time reference, we had called the doctor on Wednesday. They gave him cough medicine with codeine. And even though we said he had, you know, infection in his nose and lung and everything, they didn't give him an antibiotic and an inhaler. The problem with that, if you are given a cough medicine with codeine and an inhaler and no antibiotic to counteract the infection, 
your infection is going to grow at a, like a wildfire. So instead of getting better in 12 hours, he was spitting up blood. So um, it's just, and then I rushed him to the emergency Thursday morning. He's spitting up blood. They put him on uh, life support right then and there, and he never regained consciousness. So I, I know what you mean. I, they put uh, the tube down his throat right in front of me, and it was awful to watch because he was conscious and he was trying to fight it because, you know, something's getting shoved down your throat. It was terrible. So, wow. and then that was Thursday. So by Monday, all of his arms and legs started turning black and his, all his organs were shutting down. And I asked a specialist when the discoloration was going to go away. And they said, if he survives, his arms and legs would be amputated. Oh my gosh. That, which is like no was, quality of life. And that was on Monday. So I knew Monday night I had to take him off life support because I would never let that happen to him. Right. Especially as an athlete. Yes. Especially. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. Yes. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. So yeah, I'm with you. When you experience something like that, that's really awesome to be able to turn around and raise awareness and give back because it's probably more common than people realize. I would imagine. It it's amazingly common. And once you get sepsis, unfortunately, you're more likely to get it again. So mm. people that get sepsis once end up getting it two or three times. Probably just takes a toll on their immune system. And so they can go septic it's faster, I would imagine. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So, um, not something that we normally educate on, not something that I even really know that's not in my niche. So I don't really know about that, but thank you. I love learning new information and being able to spread awareness too and help. So, um, shifting gears, I wanted to talk to you about makeup <laughs> and ingredients and all of these things, because as a thyroid coach, one of the things that I focus on is the entire endocrine system, right? Because it all works together. Our thyroid doesn't function apart from the rest of our hormones. And I was, I'm always having to educate my clients on um, ingredients. And when I go through like a toxin and environmental analysis, like toxic analysis of um, their homes, their personal care products and um, makeup is one of those ones, especially for me personally, because I love it so freaking much. <laughs> I could probably be a makeup artist with you. Um, <laughs> you know that I just, uh, I always worry about just everything I've learned when it comes to makeup. And, um, so the, the EWG, are you familiar with them? The environmental working group. So I pulled this off their website. It says, there is a class of potent chemicals that are wreaking havoc by interfering with our hormone systems. They're called endocrine disruptor, disruptors, and they throw off the regular function of the hormone system, causing a wide range of health problems. These substances can be found in thousands of consumer and industrial products. So after uh, that, I was looking at, when I was looking at your, your lip gloss line, your mission statement of Pretty Girl Makeup says, 
Um, you point out that each gloss contains high quality ingredients that will not only look good on you, but be good for you. And it says vegan, of course, clean, clean beauty, check cruelty free, you bet. And it goes on to say, we promise you'll never find any complicated ingredients and words you can't pronounce. And I love that. I mean, that's the way it should be. We should read food or a drink or makeup label and be like, awesome. You know, I know what that means. So I just was curious because you've been in the industry for so long, you know, what's your thoughts on like toxic or poor ingredients being used in makeup? Well, obviously it's, you know, why would anyone want to do that purposefully? Um, you know, I think maybe 20 years ago, people were unaware, but now people are quite aware and I think it's important. I do believe in beauty from the inside out. And obviously that begins with what we put on our skin because it's the biggest cell we have is our skin and it is absorbed into our bloodstream. So that's super important along with diet, exercise, rest, you know, water, all of the above. And um, I think all of those things, you know, happiness, love, joy, they all make us look like better versions of ourselves. Um, so I do think all of that is super important and um, protecting our skin from the sun, sunscreen, hats, glasses, all of that. You just, you can't get enough uh, skin protection. So it's a lot. Yeah, I know. Seriously, I love how you're like, everything matters um, so that you can glow from the outside in. And I was curious, like, do you have a favorite, like clean beauty makeup line? If you're like, I really want to turn to a super awesome, clean, clean line. Do you have one that you like promote or you stand behind, you know? Well, I don't, you know, there are so many amazing brands out there and mm. you know, I couldn't specifically time, you know, goop. I love all that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, you know, all the brands that I use are all pretty clean. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can't really, I'm not getting paid by, uh, you know, a lot of the brands that I, you know, that I use. So I would just oh, say yeah. there's, a lot out there. I, there's not one in particular that I love. There's just, I, in my makeup kit has a lot of different brands besides mm -hmm. my own. Yeah. I didn't mean one that you're getting paid of just like maybe like a favorite that you, you know, like can you always turn to when you're like, I know I got to, I want a really, you know, clean powder or a foundation or a primer that's not full of a bunch of, bunch of just crap, you know? Yeah. I don't, I can't say I have one that's favorite. I have so many different ones that I love. I love Bobby Brown. I love NARS. Um, oh God. It just, you know, I get sent a lot of products. I love Neolastin. That's a really great skincare. I love Tatcha. It's beautiful. I like that. There's, um, there's so many great brands out there. So yeah, I think everyone find one within their price point that they, that they like, you know, it's important to keep your makeup brushes clean as well as your, you know, your products that you use. You want to not let them be, get too old mascara you want to you know swipe out every couple two three months because they start drying out mm -hmm. um and then the makeup brushes i mean talk about things being toxic um mm -hmm. people don't clean their makeup brushes um as often as they should i like to wipe them off with a makeup wipe 
at least once a week and then wash them with warm soap and water and conditioner and let them dry. So, I mean, a lot of infection, eye infection and skin irritation can happen from unclean brushes. Um, that's something super important. What getting off your mascara every night, your eyeshadow, all of that stuff, your, I can't tell you how many people will tell me that they don't take off their mascara. It is like, oh, oh, it's, I'm appalled. I'm like, oh, so you don't brush your teeth. Is that kind of the same? <laughs> to me, it's the right? same. Thank you. That Yeah, that would feel horrible. Okay, if anyone does that out there, we're sorry, but you got to take your freaking mascara off and brush your teeth. Basics. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty basic, but not everyone does. So, and not everyone make uh, cleans their makeup brushes. I was so just going to say that. I'm like, thank you for pointing that out. I'm like, shit, when's the last time I cleaned my brushes? I know it's, it's pretty funny and they do need to be clean. Also, if you want your, I mean, and this seems super basic to me, but like, so I have like a, you know, a, well, I have a million brushes, but like, I'll just say the ones that are in my bathroom, you know, I have one for the brows to fill in the brows. Mm -hmm. Um, eyeshadow okay so my eyeshadows brushes like I have one that is designated just for light like cream colored white goldish colors really mm -hmm. light I only use that couple brushes for that and then the darker ones that I use for liner or to you know to work in the crease are for dark but I don't if you want to keep that makeup brush pure you know, that with the light color, you cannot be putting dark on it. It will not get a true pigment. So that's really important as well. I learned that a long time ago and I have been doing that some, yeah. And I hate the cross crossing because of, well, they do different things. I, yeah. The one brush for the, the white is like, I use as a base and it's kind of like a more, right. like I can pack it on a little more right. versus like the darker and it's more of like a blending brush and yeah, but okay. So wash your brushes because that's foul to just not wash well, your I brushes. Mean, think about it. I have people that are really concerned. I had this one woman come, she wanted a consultation with me and she was just obsessed with this clean beauty and, you know, what's going into it. And she had the nastiest, dirtiest brushes I've ever seen. And I thought you've got like a coronavirus growing hair on your brushes. So. <laughs> Oh my God. Why you're that, so worried about what you're putting on your skin. Cause those are going to give you God knows what disease. Holy shit. I never, I seriously never thought about that. We're like over here. No, like I mean, oh, she, the ingredients. She, she had them for years and never cleaned them. And I'm like, Oh, you're putting foundation yeah. on top. I'm like, I, I don't worry about the clean beauty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's seriously a really good point. This is a really good point because like, what if you, okay. Like say, you wanted to switch like your foundation to a cleaner foundation, but yet you never brushed it. And then you have all the other nasty foundations. It's, and then on top of all of the, just the oils and the dirt and all the shit. And then just the, the air that's exposed to the germs. Mm -hmm. Especially you in your bathroom. Mm -hmm. You travel, like, I don't know. Our friend uses it, your kid. I don't even know, but it's. Oh, my kid, dude, my, my daughter. A, it can be a situation. So I try to, you know, keep those keep those makeup brushes clean. It's very important. All right. So the way I clean my brushes, tell me if this is good. So I just literally take my face wash and I kind of just go on my hand and I rub them in a circle on my hand and then I rinse them and then kind of do that like multiple times to get everything out. And then I do that until the brush is basically just clean, clean looking. There's nothing else coming out of it. 
So I would try, I think it's kind of important if you, you know, with your makeup brushes, treat them like hair. So I would wash them with shampoo and conditioner and let them air, you know, get the excess water out with paper towel and then let them air dry. But I would not be using really harsh, you know, uh, face cleanser on your makeup brushes because it might be, it's not going to protect, it's going to dry out the brush. You want to keep them, you know, soft and supple, but clean. So I think mm. shampoo conditioner are, might be better. And sometimes I will say like, if I am like my brush that has the foundation and concealer, mm. sometimes I have to go use a heart, a, a stronger soap, like a dishwasher. So, you know, like mm. dishwasher, but, but I usually use actually products that are just to clean, but once in a while, like the foundation one, it's like kind of got, there's, there's all kinds of stuff in it. It needs something a little stronger, mm. but the other. I would just be a little gentler with. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. So what I, so I will like use a makeup wipe to just get the excess stuff. And then I'll put it in the disinfectant makeup brush cleaner, and then maybe use this, you know, soap or shampoo conditioner. Mm. Yeah. Sponges too. I mean, we all know sponges are like, you like, I, I smooth my foundation out with a sponge. And I thought about that like two weeks ago. I was like, I haven't washed my sponge in two weeks. I'm all, oh God, what am I doing? So I washed it again. I stopped using the makeup sponges. Uh, They're just, especially if I'm on a photo shoot and I'm, you know, doing so many people all the time, I just don't use them. I just use my brushes. Mm. I can get the same effect. Got it. But if it's just, you know, you and your face, that's, you know, that's great. But you really do need to clean them off. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you were thinking, when you're saying like, you know, we're sitting here trying to like avoid all these nasty ingredients, but yet people aren't washing their brushes for years on end and then wondering why they might have, you know, skin problems. That's yeah. Just, yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, your sponges are in on that too, everyone. Um, geez, that's such a good point. I want to go wash all my brushes after this. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. It's been like a couple months for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, So the women that follow me battle a lot of daily symptoms like low energy, and they may not have the desire to do like a full face of makeup. You know, they, they, they may not, might not just have the, um, the strength to do a full face of makeup, but we all know when we look good, we feel good. Right. So yeah. So as an expert, I was just thinking like, huh, I wonder if you could give everyone some basic makeup tips of how they could have that pretty natural look without piling on products and taking a long time. Absolutely. So it's really important to just start with clean skin, which means wash with a cleanser, you know, exfoliate a couple times a week, um, putting on an eye cream serum to just protect your skin. If your makeup's going to look better, if your skin's in good shape and you, you know, it's just something that needs to be done consistently. Um, I start with concealer under the eye and then on top of the lid, typically, because I have discoloration underneath and on top of the lid, most people do have some form of discoloration on top of their lid. So getting like, um, you know, having the moisturizer there, you definitely don't want to be using powder underneath. It shows fine lines and wrinkles. 
but keeping it moist with a concealer um, foundation to just lighten up that area. I like to then follow up with filling in the brows, whether it be with a, just a soft shadow, the same color as your hair or a, a, a brush or brow brush, totally up to you. I would then next um, do like a creamy eyeshadow underneath the brow and then all, all on the center. Uh, I get a, a liner, whether it be, you know, black, brown, or plum, let's just say, and a thin line in the lashes and underneath. And then with a shadow matching like the color of the liner, um, you can go over it. It gives longevity, but it also gives a softer look as well. So it doesn't look quite so harsh. I do not like liquid liner on light skinned people in, I don't like it on anybody in the day. It is definitely a nighttime holiday kind of going out thing. It's not something that I think looks appropriate every day during the day. Um, but also it's liquid liner is also tricky because, you know, if you make a little mistake, it's a disaster. And so if you do are practicing with your liner and everyone needs to practice if they're going to use it and you make a little mistake, put just a line of shadow on top of it and it will hide any little mistake that, that you make. Um, you don't always have to put um, in the crease of the, you know, of the eye to make it look a little darker. You can do that for night. Um, mascara, start at the bottom of the lash and extend it. And then into the corner of the eye, make that to be, you want that longer than in by your nose. Um, a little blush or bronzer on the cheeks. If you have excess skin under the chin, I would put, I sometimes will put some bronzer under there and that darkens that area and it really can hide any, imperfections. And then for the lips, we start with a lip balm, some lip uh, pencil, you can fill it in or not lipstick, and then some lip gloss to give the illusion that your lips are fuller if they are thin. So that should be a five minute makeup lesson. <laughs> yeah, that sounded awesome. I'll have to play with that. I am, um, I'm a notorious black liquid liner have been since <laughs> your face <laughs> have been since high school guilty um the look came in with Gwen Stefani when I was like a freshman and I haven't stopped it's like my favorite thing ever, yeah. ever. but well, if it makes you happy then do it but you know I, what so I do I mean it does but I would like to switch it up and I get kind of like I try, um, try a your eyes are blue mm -hmm. I would try you know a brown or try a gray Mm. just do something that's not liquid. It's just, you know, it's fine, but just do something different. It's not like you're going to be stuck with it the rest of your life. It's one day mm -hmm. you try something different and you'd be surprised. It's something that's really interesting, the psychology of makeup with women. Like I have had women that hire me, but then they want to tell me how to do their makeup. Mm. And so it's really funny to me that they don't even want to try to see my interpretation of how their makeup should look. So when I have someone like that, they're so, and sometimes it's like, if they're so used to looking a certain way and they have to go on camera, they're distracted. They're not comfortable. So it's part of when I'm working with someone that really is like not, doesn't do this a lot and is going on in front of the camera, I have to make sure they're comfortable. So even though I may technically know what is more appropriate for them. If they're uncomfortable with how they're feeling and looking, they're going to be, they're going to be so distracted. They're not going to be able to do their job. So I really have to, I, 
you know, it doesn't really matter what I think. Um, I want my client to be happy and I always listen to them, but I will suggest let's try something one day and see how it goes. Just be yeah. open, open to change. Just, just be open. Yeah. If I was sitting in your chair, I'd be like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, <laughs> give it to me. Like, that would be so fun. Yeah, no, I'm definitely... It's fun to do that because I love when I get a client that's open and lets me just kind of do my interpretation because I don't, most of the time, like I tell people when they come see me, I don't want, please don't come trying to impress me with your makeup skills. I'm not going to be impressed and it's just <laughs> irritate me because I'm going to have to like get all that. Like I am not here to clean your face and get your, you know, three weeks of mascara off. So <laughs> So I really appreciate when someone is open and lets me just kind of, you know, do what yeah. I, I envision. Look, when someone gets in my chair, I care about your face more than you do. It's because mm -hmm. I consider it my face. I really want it to look like the best version of itself. So I really try and, you know, make, I, I can kind of wave my little wand and make someone look different than they, it's so interesting to do someone's makeup that they've never had it done the way, you know, you know, they get stuck in their way that they, I so many people tell, say all the time, oh, I've been doing my makeup the same since high school. And they're like 55. Yeah. So it's nice to try and be open and try something else. It's like, yeah. you don't know, like strawberry ice cream until you try strawberry ice cream. Right. So true. Yeah. Do you switch up your makeup a lot? I do. Yeah. That's fun. You I do. Like, I'm going to an event tonight. Mm -hmm. So I um, just had my hair blown out and I'm got more makeup on than normal, but I, um, I try to do it differently. I really try to keep the top of the lid light, you know, and go a little darker in the crease and, you know, but I do try and do it different. I work on my face a lot. Cool. And, you know, cause I have to try different things, but every face is different and can handle more makeup. Some can handle a lot. Some can't handle very much. So I have to just see which, what I have to assess each face. Mm, of course. Do you happen to give out like uh, makeup tips or anything on Instagram ever or like show any reels? Yeah. I do. Yes. And then on um, our YouTube, we have them makeup plus, you know, and then if you go to christinaflack.com on the homepage, I'm um, a beauty expert on NBC on California live about twice a month. So I do different segments on, you know, beauty and wellness and uh, skincare. So there's all kinds of different videos out there. Oh, awesome. I'll make sure that gets linked out in the show notes yeah. so everyone can check that out. So you said on your Instagram, so we should follow you on Instagram for makeup tips. And then we should go to your website and watch watch your uh, your lives that you just mentioned. So and you can go to Pretty Girl Makeup as well and order some lip gloss. Yes, that was the last thing I wanted to talk to you about. So um yeah, I was looking at your lip gloss and you totally got me. Okay. Cause I'm like a wateraholic. Right. Oh, that, hello. I know. <laughs> I know. Look, that's why I, that's, <laughs> oh my God, you are, you're my tribe. Well, that's uh, like, right. <laughs> that's supposed to be like all day. Yeah. But I, mean, all I freaking hate, dude, I want my lipstick to stay on. Like I want, that's why I invented that lip gloss. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like that, I would be driving my, you know, car around with all these kids. And it was like water gloss, water. Gloss. It was just like constant battle. So mm -hmm. I just like everyone that I tried 
that was, you know, long lasting was really matte and drying. And it was like, Ooh, this feels gross. Thank you. So I, that mine is, uh, it's like lacquer. It stays on. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I've tried a bunch of the ones that like say that they have a lot of longevity and I've, uh, dude, I've had some crazy bad experiences. Like there was this one, I forget the name. I probably wouldn't even say it if I remembered, uh, like five or six years ago, it was, it was really, uh, really hot, like not in stores burned. It was like, it was like just putting straight rubbing alcohol on your lips It burned the shit out of your lips, but it it really didn't move the rest of the day. But like, it was, it was on there so bad that you had to put on that gloss. I mean, honestly, so when people like to last all day, I'm like, really, you can't take two seconds to just put on some more lip gloss. I don't know. I just think it's funny when, when they want to see the last 10 hours, it's like, Okay. Every few hours, like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, hard. you know, midday, I'm not saying you want to put it on every hour, but you know, you put it on in the morning then maybe after lunch or, you know, right. in the afternoon, They're like normal. But I mean, when someone wants is want something that's going to last 12 hours, I think that's just a little, excessive. it's a little excessive. It's a, it's a little excessive. It's a lot to ask of one little product. Amen. And we can reapply. Yes. After lunch and three seconds. Yes. One, two. Okay. Two, maybe seconds. Okay. So that was my question because I'm like, dude, I, I am not going to try one of these products that just like burns the shit out of your lips. And then like you, I literally had to use and scrub like with a makeup wash to get this thing off. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) Like never again. I can guarantee you there was some, there was some ingredients in there that you probably wouldn't want on your skin. Amen. Oh my God. All kinds of battery acid and fucking toxic heavy metals. Like who knows? But I was like, no, one time is it one day. And I was like, I want my money back. (laughs) No. So when I was looking at yours, I was like, Hey, that looks awesome. I should give that a try. Um, and then we're offering a 20% discount with a discount code, pretty girl, all one word for your listeners. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did notice some of the colors that I would be into were out of stock. So I was like, dang it. I know we're well, and I'm starting a new line called I'm too busy. So we are going to be um, expanding and doing a skincare and a new makeup line. So I'm working on that too. How exciting for you. Congratulations. It is exciting. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So wrapping things up, I just, uh, I always love dropping the nuclear bomb. I had a podcast host do this to me the other day and I literally didn't even know what to say. So now I'm going to do it to you. But but it's more gentler. Okay. As a successful boss babe, which you obviously are, a mother, a beautiful woman, are there any last words that you'd like to leave the women listening to this with? I would say enjoy, figure out what you love doing and figure out how to get paid and like have a lot of love in your life and enjoy and laugh, laugh and love. That's like my mantra love and laugh. Absolutely. That's funny you say that. Cause last night I was just in a mood and I was like, I just need something funny, you know, mm-hmm. just anything. It was like, I was just craving laughter. laughter and I, found, is the best. I put on yeah. a South park episode. <laughs> do you ever watch South park? My kids do. I don't, I, hard, I hardly watch that, but it just kind of popped up in my feed and I was like, yeah, 
So I laughed a couple of times. Did and... it give you your little laughter fix? Yeah, totally. And I was like, this <laughs> is hilarious, but you know, yeah. So thank you. That That's so true. Love a lot. And, you know, like you, I've been through a lot of loss, um, a lot of grief. And when you, when you come up to death, um, the way you did, and I've been through some really traumatic deaths myself, it really just puts a, a new perspective on life and how rad life really is and how we need to not take it for granted. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of women, I feel like close their hearts down to love because they've been hurt or they're scared. No, so, I, I can't stand hearing that's such a cop out. That's just pathetic. I really, you know what, how my daughter taught me something, my daughter, Melania, you know what, you are not entitled. Like when you love someone, whether it be your husband, your child, your friend, whoever, it doesn't mean you get a million years with that person. It mm -hmm. means you get however long the universe decides or God decides you're going to have. So be really grateful for that time and really honor it and treasure it. And, you know, you're not honoring your loved one by being scared to love that. that I, I had a, I was on a hike one day and I could hear my husband speaking to me saying how we'd ha I'd have these conversations in my head. And I know he's talking to me just saying like, it's really hard for him to look down on me sad and he can't comfort me the way he did when he was alive. And so I just thought about like, how would I feel looking at him or my kids or my friends if they're so sad and it's not honoring them. And, you know, if you, you love someone, you, you know, go love someone else. It doesn't mean you don't love that person. It's kind of like, you know, my husband, I had a huge heart for him. I had a huge heart for each one of my kids. And now I have an, another huge heart for my, my new person. You know, it's all for him. It's one big fat, juicy heart. And I love him. <laughs> you know, he drives me crazy a lot, but I, you know, I have love for him and you know, I'm not scared to love. I'm more scared not to love. I mean, I think that's terrible. It makes me so sad to hear someone say they're scared or they don't want to like, well, are you, what are you scared across the street too? Like you're not living if you're not loving, you know, you're not living unless you're, you know, going out into the world and that's experiencing life and enjoying life. So if you're here on this planet, live the best life you can love the most you can, you know, laugh as hard as you can. So that's what I wish for everyone to just go have big love, go have big laugh, work hard, yeah. have the life that you want. It's you're only going to get the life you want by making it happen. It's not going to happen for you. You know, I've created all of the amazing things in my life. Love that. Yeah. It wasn't to me. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, thank you. That was beautiful. And, uh, being a survivor of like an abusive relationship, you know, I felt those feelings too of like, oh my gosh, I don't want to open myself up to anyone else and get hurt again. And then my brother was shot and I was like, wait a second, what am I doing? Yeah. Like it is so awesome to love someone. Like, even if you get hurt, even if things don't work out in the long run, like the, the fun and the love that you had in the meantime was so beautiful. And it's always like moving your life in a, a better, beautiful direction. Every time you open yourself up and you enjoy and, and you live and you love and you laugh, you know, regardless if you break up in the end, you know, it's still worth it. 
So, right, but you also have to, like, I don't feel like there's failures in life. If you're trying, it's not a failure. And I think it's just important to be open and enjoy every moment of your life. And change your eyeliner. Oh, God, yeah. See <laughs> <laughs> your makeup. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, I will definitely link all of your information out in the show notes for everyone to contact you and, and uh, check you out and get some cool tips. And thank you for everything you shared with us today. I really appreciate your time. So I hope you have a wonderful time at your event tonight. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. I mean, wow. (laughs) Wasn't that episode amazing? Thank you guys so much for listening. It really means so much to me that you're here. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe. And also, if you haven't yet, please go ahead and leave me a review. I would love to hear your guys' feedback what takeaways you had, any aha moments you had, or just anything else you'd like to share with me. And if you are using the Spotify app, guess what? You could even send me a cool voice message. I haven't got one yet. So that would actually be pretty cool if you guys did that. (laughs) Anyways, again, thank you for listening. And I'd like to remind you guys of a couple of things. Number one, I'm always looking for thyroid warriors who want to come on and share their their story. If you haven't seen episode one through, I believe, 12 is all thyroid warriors sharing their journeys. Seriously powerful stories that I encourage you guys to listen to. And the reason why I do this is because it's so important to help combat isolation and loneliness that so many of us feel when we have chronic problems. I get it. I was there for 10 years. Remember? Also, number two, if you haven't heard on my Instagram, first of all, if you're not following me on Instagram, come on over. My handle is at coach.sarah.joy, but I have now opened a new exclusive, incredible thyroid community called the butterfly gang. The butterfly gang is I'm going to pour my heart and soul into this community this next year. I'm feeling so called to just focus on this so that I can provide you guys with so much education. I want to literally educate the fuck out of you guys because I know from my own reversal that education is power. Education turns to action. Action turns to better health and better health turns to have more happiness in your life. It is a sequence and it starts with what you know. And I have learned so much from reversing 25 freaking symptoms and undiagnosing myself from hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. I, I have like so much I need to teach you guys. So you can go ahead and join. It's $39.99 a month. That's it. That's $480 for the whole year. If you join now and you stay with me all year, which I seriously hope you do, because I promise you'll be transformed on the other side. And I cannot tell you what in a massive like discount that is to have so much access to me and so much goodness that you're learning from me. 
So join the butterfly gang. I'll link it out in the show notes below and I will see you on the inside. You guys, thank you so much again for the third time. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day or evening. Mwah.